practice. But today is the Noble Podcast um, with Mr. Toba and Yvonne, the Renaissance Lady and myself. Today we are celebrating achievements of women. I'm going to pass it over to Toba to give you a short spiel or introduction about the purpose of this room. Thank you. Thank you very much. Really appreciate the opportunity to share the stage with you, wonderful woman. Um, it is not lost on me that I am a man. <laughs> yes, I am a man. And I did um, sort of initiate this um, this uh, in, uh, this uh, room, uh, along with a series of rooms that uh, I thought it's quite important for us to acknowledge the contribution and the uh, achievements of women. Um, in our lives and in society in general. So my name is Toba. I am the owner and producer of the Noble Faculty Podcast. And we are recording today's session for the podcast so that we have it for um, posterity uh, and prosperity. And yes, um, this room has been curated by my two wonderful sisters and two wonderful women, uh, the Renaissance Lady Yvonne and Bookie. And the reason, as I said, is just to, 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 to celebrate the achievements of women. But rather than uh, celebrating women for one day, which is today, International Women's Day, we shall be celebrating women for the whole month of March. And I will pass it on to my sisters to make sure uh, we've got a proper introduction to our two wonderful guests, Udo and Ehi. Thank you. Um, Buki, do you want to talk about the theme for today and why um, kind of the whole concept of International Women's Day and the theme for today before I introduce the speakers? Yeah, happy to. Um, today is such a great day. I think every day women should be cele celebrated, to be honest with you. But today has been set aside um, by um, the International Women's um, Association for, and I think it's the March the 8th every year. So today's theme, it says choose to challenge, you know, um, and uh, many of us have chosen to challenge, challenge the, the, the labels that's been put on women Yes. <laughs> and the stereotypes that's been placed on women. So today has been such a great day. I've been in quite a number of rooms where women are being celebrated and women are sharing their stories. And we, we kind of planned this ahead. We planned this ahead and we wanted today, uh, specifically um, this period for the next hour or so, to um, um, welcome two and um, um, celebrate their achievements and at the same time um, find out more about their journey and their success and to truly introduce them to people and to to all of you and to um, just give them that just give them their flowers to be honest with you and then we I, I think later on, after we've um, spoken with them, we'd like to invite you to come up on stage and um, share your success with us. And then for us to, um, yeah, to celebrate you. So I hope that, I hope, I hope that works, Yvonne. But yeah, thank you for being in this space. Really appreciate it. Over to you. Thank you so much, Buki. And thank you so much, um, Toba. So we'll start off with our first speaker. I've known this amazing lady for years, and um, I'm so honored to be associated with her. And the reason why I'm called the Renaissance Lady is partly because I belong to a group that she created. So we all had special names, and my special name was the Renaissance Lady. So 
Thanks, LPD. <laughs> um, so I will introduce her. Her name is Mrs. Udo Okonjo, Okonjo, who is an international lawyer and a real estate entrepreneur. She is currently the chief executive officer and vice chairman of Fine and Country West Africa. She also serves as an independent director and chair of the governors and um Governor's Committee on the Board of CAP PLC, which is a subsidiary of UACN PLC. Um, I don't really want to go into details because I want her to kind of say more about what she does. Um, but Udo has a keen interest in leadership development, especially in women lead leadership. And I could attest to that. Um, building up women, entrepreneurship, business development, and real estate as a tool for growing gross national wealth. Her strongest passion, and I say that, her strongest passion is raising purposeful, prominent, high-performance leaders through mentorship, masterminding, and experimental leadership development. She is the founder of Inspired Women of Worth Network, IWA, whoop, whoop, and IWA Leadership Academy. Um, uh, that's why I'm going to end it here and I'm going to pass it on to Udo to just tell us more about herself and, and we can just go on from there. Welcome to the stage, Udo. Thank you so much, Renaissance Lady Yvonne. Um, I hope it's okay to call you Yvonne also. Yes, <laughs> it is. I really love the Renaissance Lady. It's amazing to be here. It's saying my connection is poor. Uh, but, you know, it's really awesome. I'd like to say hello to everyone and thanks for having me here. Um, I'd like to just, you know, start off with um, a quote that I really love and I think it really resonates, especially today on International Women's Day, um, you know, that says it's Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, well-behaved women rarely make history. I love that quote because I believe that it defines my essence um, growing up as a child, uh, as, as a young adult, I, I was extremely shy. Um, and at some point I came to the realization that, you know, this shyness was not going to serve uh, my purpose in life and, you know, embarked on, on what I'd refer to as personal development, self-leadership and, you know, just really coming to that place where you realize that, you know, there's just so much out there. And if you allow, you know, uh, the limitations, you know, around you, whether it's environmental um, you know, whether it's personal circumstances, whatever it is, you know, I'm a lawyer. I, I've, I've been a lawyer for about 30 something years. I'm now, you know, I, I don't necessarily identify as a lawyer anymore. That's my professional background. But, you know, over time, I realized that, you know, um, titles, whether it's your professional title as a lawyer, or it's your marital title as Mrs., or it's daughter of this person or child of that person that you can actually choose to transcend whatever titles, you know, are given to you for good or for bad. And, you know, to my mind, that ability to decide to choose is so important. It makes all the difference. That's why I love that quote so much. Well-behaved women, women who are looking to essentially be part of the status quo, women who are looking to settle with what they've been given, rather than going, you know, after their highest visions, you know, you know, those dreams we all carry in our hearts. 
um, you know, looking to want to achieve that thing that propels us, that drives us, um, whether it's wanting to serve the world, you know, outside of your law degree. Um, you know, and as a lawyer, I, I, I would say, you know, I'm pretty accomplished, you know, top law student, corporate commercial law, all of those great stuff, practice it at different levels, been an entrepreneur for many years. Um, now at the level where I'm not just focused on running my business, but also sitting on publicly listed boards. In addition to, as Yvonne said, Renaissance lady, really spending my time and my life's passion and energy, just really working with, you know, uh, especially female leaders, um, you know, helping them to come to that place of what I refer to as purpose, power, and unlimited possibilities. At the end of the day, we all have the power that is within. Power that is given to you from the outside can be taken away from you. And so um, my real core message, even on today, the International Women's Day, um, you know, to all women is really you must connect with that power that we carry already on the inside. It's not something that's going to be given to you. It's something you have the power to connect with and to unleash. So I'll stop right there. I hope that's enough of an introduction, uh, Renaissance lady. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Adele. I'm going to go on to our second speaker, and her name is Ehime. Ehime is the founder of Sweet Kiwi, which is a frozen um, dessert company, and also the creative director of the Buttermilk Agency. Um, as a young person, Ehime had, um, in her bio, she says that she had a lot of unhealthy eating habits. Then she had a health scare, which led her to a greater understanding of the power of food. Um, she changed her eating habits and then dived into learning more about different ingredients that support our body healthing, our body healthy development. And Sweet Kiwi was born from this labor of love. She has led partnerships with exciting brands such as Moe, our beautiful champagne people that you know if you drink champagne, you know the, the, the brand Moe, Pepsi, mm -hmm, Guinness, and Bailey's. And just to mention a few, in 2018, she moved to the DC area and was accepted into the Union Kitchen Food Accelerator and launched her delicious ripped Greek, her ripped Greek yogurt, which can be found in Whole Foods Market and several other grocery stores. To me, when I heard that it's in Whole Foods, I was like, I, 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 I rate you. I top my hat to you because to get your stock in Whole Foods is amazing. So congratulations there. So if you can tell us a bit about yourself, Ehi, um, welcome to the stage. Thank you, Vaughn. Um, thank you, Toba and Bucky, for having me here. I um, appreciate it. And you put me next to Mrs. Okonjo. Like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I just have to say that, I mean, absolutely inspired by you. You're amazing. Um, I've followed you ever since um, I, I moved to Nigeria. You're definitely an inspiring woman. Um, and just to even be on the same panel as you, I mean, that's just, that's too much. Um, I think my International Women's Day has been made. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Ahime. I'm the founder of Sweet Kiwi. Um, we are, well, we started off as a frozen yogurt brand, but we've become a full-on um, artisan creamery um, all over the world. We started our business in Nigeria. Initially, um, I wanted to start my business in, in Texas and then by the hand of God and by faith, I was led back to Nigeria and I've 
I, I've never regretted that decision um, because it's led me to all the things I've gotten to do now. So I'm really excited to be here and to engage in this conversation and, and just to be side by side with one of the women that, that I, I, you know, that I look up to. Um, that's just so amazing. So thank you for having me here. Thank you so much. Um, Buki and somebody have any questions um, for our speakers that you care to ask? Hi, hi, Mrs. Okonjo. Thank you so much um, for for being here. And um, hey, <laughs> you may thank you so much for honoring us. I think my first question would be, um, how would you, I mean, what does it, how, what makes you proud to be a woman? If I can ask both of you that question, what makes you, what do you think stands out? What makes you feel proud to be a woman today? It's a very simple question, but yet a very difficult question. Thank you so much. If we can ask Mrs. Um, Okonjo. Right, AB, thank you so much for that question. What makes me proud, you know, um, just, you know, sitting in this room, um, we can't see each other, but at least we have our pictures, um, you know, listening to a he, um, you know, her story. I just done a quick, uh, you know, check-in. Um, you know, so for me, just seeing women rise, um, you know, women pursue their dreams, women recognize that, you know what, you can't tell me what to do. I have dreams and I'm going to go after it. Um, watching, you know, Renaissance lady Yvonne, I mean, I haven't seen her physically for many years, but, you know, thankfully in today's world, uh, of social media, and it's not about, you know, the rah-rah sort of post type of thing. You can tell when people are making moves. You can tell when women are coming into their own. It makes me eternally proud to see, you know, the young women who joined the Inspired Women of Worth uh, community as shy, um, you know, sometimes maybe timid, um, others, you know, bold, but still finding themselves, seeing them journey to their place of power. You know, the couple of them who've entered the room, um, you know, because I pinged them in. And it's just incredible. So what makes me proud? What makes me proud is seeing any woman go after her dreams. Any woman realize that, you know, she has the power to shape her world um, and that she has the power to rise from any adversity um, or challenge that she faces, you know, uh, women are birthers. We we create, we nurture, um, we fix, and most times we do this at very high personal expense, you know, to ourselves. And so in today's world, also beginning to see women recognize the place and the importance of self-love, of self-care, self-nurturing, especially with, you know, um, I don't know if it's increasing because I've been listening to a very incredible um uh, lady, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, you know, actually say that the whole conversation around mental health, that it's not that it's increasing, it's just that we're becoming more aware of it, you know. But the reason I bring that up is to say that, you know, as a result of how powerful women and as a result of how powerfully we're showing up, it's become even more important to start taking care of ourselves, to realize that, you know, we may be super women, 
But we don't need to be superwomen every single day. That it's okay. Like today, today's International Women's Day. March is probably one of my busiest months ever in the year, uh, in the last maybe 10 years or so, especially in the last five years. And I've had to deliberately say no, you know, to multiple invitations just because of self-care. Because we're constantly nurturing, constantly doing, constantly serving so it's important to me when I see women recognize that, you know what, I can choose, I can choose to actually also take care of myself in addition to choosing to show up powerfully. So what makes me proud, um, you know, about women, especially on this International Women's Day, it's seeing women recognize the power of choice, seeing them choose to go after their dreams, seeing them choose to show up as power women seeing them choose to recognize that, you know what? I cannot be power woman or superwoman every single day. There will be some down days and I choose to self-nurture. So that's what makes me proud to be a woman and also to see the women around me exercising their choice on a daily basis. Thank you so much, Mrs. Okonjo. It's like, is that where, I'm just thinking to myself, were you at what, in one of our rooms where we spoke, I think it was a couple of days ago, on Friday, we had a room saying, I'm not, a, I'm not your superwoman. You know, the, um, is it the Karen White song? <laughs> so we did a whole <laughs> session, we did a whole session on that and it was brilliant. And usually, oh, wow. you know, as women, we always try to think that we can do everything, you know, and, but really... <laughs> We re all we really need is to just say we need a little help and we need the right support around us. And it's, you know, the words that you were just speaking right now just truly resonated with me. And the fact that you mentioned the power of choice and for us to recognize that, yes, we're women, but we can't try to be superwoman every single time so thank you so much for sharing that. You had no, you had no idea how my mouth was just smiling from ear to ear hearing you say that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, really appreciate it, Mrs. Okonjo. Thank you so much. Um, uh, he, Heime, hi. What makes you proud to be a woman in this day and age? Thank you, Heime. Um, I would say what makes me proud to be a woman is just the strength of the woman. I, I feel like women are the most fascinating creatures in the world. Um, just the amount that they take on you know, I was doing some research about just like what happens when we start validating women, what happens when we start investing in women. You know, there was a research that showed that every time you invested in, in, in a woman over a man, there was a ripple effect in that investment. Like there was change in her family, there was change in her community. And a lot of the times when you invest in men, it's very stationary and very static, you know just to show you just how kind women are, how talented we are and how big our hearts are. Those are the things that make me proud to be a woman. You know, I, like I said, like I was speaking earlier, just in my post about international women day, women's day. And I was saying how we're walking contradictions where we can be like soft and strong at the same time. We carry the, the weight of the whole world, but we're still soft at the same time you know so many contradictions which you know with us you know you can go home and be a wife you know but be a boss at work i've seen women just do phenomenal phenomenal things that a lot of people have told them that they couldn't do and i'm just so thankful to be a part of agenda 
that's known and credited for having such a ripple effect on just the community and just being able to um to turn to gold everything that they touch i think that we're we're yet to really unlock the full potential that women can have if they're giving the support they need the quality they need the right conditions the right support um I, I, and and really allowing people to be themselves and to to be who they are and go after their dreams fearlessly you know if we were all raised to be fearless you know we're yet to tap into that in the same way that men were raised to be fearless and not to be afraid of anything. I feel like the day that we start raising a generation where we have a whole generation of women and girls who know that they can achieve anything, uh, we're we're gonna see that you know there's not there's not even a competition. Like we're we're really smart, we're really outstanding, we're just great at everything that we do. You know, we're great at home life, we're great at work life. There's just so many women that I've come across in my life that have inspired me, that have pushed me to be better, that have supported me. Um, and in those relationships, I've seen all the different contradictions of all the burdens they've had to carry. And while they're carrying their own burdens, they're also still loving and patient and kind and nurturing. And those are the things I would say are, are, make me so proud to be a part of this phenomenal gender. Thank you so much, Amy. Multitasking here. Thank you so much. You mentioned two things, actually. You said um, the right to support one another, allowing us as women to be ourselves. And you also mentioned building the women around us. And I think that is very, very important because when we build ourselves, we should also know that no man is an island in the essence that we can't really, I mean, we can build ourselves and do really, really well, but we also need to stay, like pass on the baton and use that opportunity for those around us to, to be nurtured as well. So thank you so much, Haima. I'm not sure whether um, um, Yvonne has any question, but I'm happy to ask further questions, if Yvonne. Yeah, keep asking. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. So, just going back to how we build the women around us, and us kind of not having a notion of women being against one another, maybe in the workplace and business, and for us to have this notion, because I think it's time that we start really and truly lifting each other up, and this should become. Um, especially important to us because as we get older the younger ones are growing up you know we have this this gen z i can't keep up but as um women leaders um we've you know we've we've built our own success um i i just want to ask why do we feel maybe not why why do we feel like there is only one room for one woman at the table what's making certain women feel like there's only one space for one woman at the table and what do you think uh, we can do to combat this i you know this ideology how can we how can women as a whole continually support and raise each other up so it's it's like three questions in one so the first question is um why do we feel like uh, okay why do we feel like um more women feel threatened um by saying there's only one space for one woman at a table and why do you think um 
what do you think we can do to stop this um, ideology mentality and how can we as women continually support each other? I'll pass it over to Mrs. Okonjo. Thank you. Thank you, AB. You know, this is, um, it, it's an eternal question that I'm not sure we will ever be able to completely um, answer, but I, I'll share my perspective with you. Um, I've always believed that, you know, everything starts with the mindset. And so, you know, if you see any woman who feels that, you know, there isn't enough, you know, seats at the table, it's got to do with the person's mindset. It's got to do with where they're coming from. It's got to do with how developed they are. Um, and, you know, I, I use the word mindset because I think that everything starts and ends with who you are and who you are shows up in how you think. So women who have a sense of self, who know who they are, who know how powerful they are, who know how unique they are, who know, you know, that they can create value uh, that is unique to them. I mean, this is at the core of the messaging, you know, for the uh, women's um, network that we founded 10 years ago. At the core and the central message, and it's remained consistent for 10 years because I recognize how, how important it is for women to know how truly powerful they are. And here's the thing, A.B., once you know how powerful you are, I believe that the natural next step is to want to share that power. It is women who have not come to the place of recognizing their power that either one jostle for seats uh, because they have a sense of, you know, of lack. They have a sense of lack, not necessarily just in regards to the world, but a sense of lack with regards to themselves and that's because they've not yet spent time discovering the gold that they carry within them. So let me make this practical. Many years ago, um, you know, and what led to this network, the Inspired Women of Worth uh, Leadership Network, is the fact that I realized that, you know, there were a couple of things I wanted to do. And I felt like I didn't have enough people around me who had the capacity um, the presence of mind or the mindset, you know, to, to, to actually do this thing. So what did I do? I reached out and that's been that journey now of, as it were, sharing what you know and what you have so that when you look to your right, you look to your left, you see a tribe of other powerful women. And let me say something to you. It's never been more real to me as it was earlier today when, you know, at six o'clock on Instagram, you know, our, 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 the network, we hosted the International Women's Day. And ABI wasn't part of that. I was, I was in the audience watching. It was incredible to see these women just sharing so powerfully. Like if, I'm, if I never show up there, you have these powerful forces and voices who each one in their own rights is a powerful voice and, and force to be reckoned with. But they weren't always that. So what's the lesson in there? It's one, because I understand the power of self, the power of Udokonjo, right? I recognize that this power can only go so far 
if you are alone in this journey, because there's only so much you can accomplish by yourself. Okay. So there will always be need to collaborate with other women in doing good. And so what we say is, you know, together we do a world of good. So we're inspiring, we're encouraging, we're empowering so that together we can do a world of good. So really powerful women understand the importance of collaboration. They understand the importance of expanding the table and even pulling up chairs. As a matter of fact, if there's no table, they create the table and then create the seats for other women to come sit on. So as far as I'm concerned, the core should be helping women understand how powerful they are and that if they understand that they're so unique, they stand out in their own uniqueness and the value they bring to the table is not a value that can be replicated. Even if you have 10 lawyers, there are 10 lawyers that didn't necessarily go to the same school, that didn't have the same parents, that don't have the same siblings, that don't have the same you know, strengths and abilities and passions and all of that stuff. So what is my key point? My key point is, and that's what made us create the curriculum for the, for the uh, Leadership Academy to help women, one, develop a sense of clarity of who they are, the power they carry. Part of the curriculum is confidence. Another part, I mean, there's, there's multiple things. It's not about the network today. It's about just sharing this powerful message that you're doing here today, which is celebrating the achievements of women. But you ask a very valid question. And it's the question that has pitted a lot of women against each other. Because in a sense, there's a sense in which there's not enough seats at the table for all of us. Well, that's simply not true. AB is a powerful woman doing powerful things. So is Yvonne. So is Ehi. So, you know, is or are all these other women on the stages, you know, just showing up powerfully. So my thing is we need to encourage each other to see that we're all unique. We're all beautifully and wonderfully made. We all have something unique that we bring to, to the table. And together, we're just so, so much better. As one of the women said earlier today on the broadcast, you know, we complete each other and collaborate rather than compete. Um, you know, there's room for competition. Competition is healthy and important in business, in life, um, you know, if put in the right context. Because I also don't want women to get so naive, you know, oh, we, co we collaborate, we complete each other and all of that. So that's the way generally. Uh, women are, but there is a place, and that's a different conversation. When you come into the business world, it's important to understand the context, you know, of competition and collaboration and how to do it essentially with your feminine energy so that you can still accomplish great things, not just for yourself, but for other women um, who are around the table with you. I'm done speaking. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Mrs. Okonjo. <laughs> that was amazing. You said so many things and I just want to, um, to just, um, if you don't mind me, just, um, just highlight some of the things that you mentioned. You mentioned that once you know how powerful you are, you will have no issue with sharing and that we carry gold within us once we discover that we are gold that we carry gold within us it, we won't be threatened by anything and you said the power of self the power of self and you also mentioned together we can do a world of good and that we can actually create the table and the seat for others um and you said most important for us to 
truly understand how powerful we are and the value that we bring to the table. And you said that, <laughs> that there is enough seat. If there's not, we can definitely create a table and a seat, not just for ourselves, but for others also. And you mentioned lastly that we are all unique and wonderfully made and together we can do so much better and that competition shouldn't be seen as a threat. Competition is healthy. And um, for most importantly, for us to truly recognize that we are unique and that we are wonderfully made and that each person has their own value and therefore shouldn't feel threatened at all. So thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> I was literally trying to, you know, write my notes, but yeah, just in the five minutes that you spoke about uh, and you answered those, that question, it really meant a lot to me. Thank you so much for that. Hey, he, would you like me to repeat the question? <laughs> Please. Okay. No problem. So um, I was basically saying that, as women, we um, do we truly build the women around us? You know, my main question was, um, how do we feel about um, um, that? About some of us feeling like there's not enough room for more than one woman at the table, and what can we do to negate this notion? And how can we truly support? one another and raise each other up. So dispelling, yeah. the, dispelling the ideology that there's not enough room at the table and how can we support one another? Um, I think this is a con just said a lot of it. Um, um, so I would just maybe touch on my experiences and I would agree. I think um, that notion is just a, a notion that has been planted in our minds as women by the patriarchy because there's always or the way things have been set up in the past is that there's always one seat on the table for one woman just so they can take a box and say oh hey there's one woman on this board or there's one woman in this department it's always kind of been like that like how you're like the token woman in something or the token black person in in, in something um, so I feel like it was perpetuated by that, but that's not really the reality. Um, before I moved to Nigeria to start my business, I also had that same kind of mindset just because I was in the corporate world and I used to work for Citigroup. So I was in a situation where that's how it was, you know, and, and everyone was at each other's throats because there was only perceived to be one seat at the table, but no one exactly knew who made those rules or who made that the thing. So kind of moving to Nigeria, I moved to Nigeria with that mentality as well. Not that exact mentality, but just the mentality that women weren't nice to each other and that women wouldn't support you and you just need to kind of focus and build on your own. But I would say like from literally like day one, everyone that I met was completely different. Like they all taught me to just like expect so much more. I have so many... Um, all the women who mentored me, who took an extra interest, who taught me better and who showed me better. And so because they, they gave, they did that, you know, there's a responsibility that I have to pass it on. So they gave me their shoulders to sit on and I have to make my shoulders available for other people coming after me. 
And that's the mandate. Like I, I, I tell you from the first day I was in any room with any woman who was in business in Nigeria, I've had nothing but great experiences. I've had nothing but like big sisters, you know, second, several, I have several second mothers. I can go on and on and on. Like I remember my first time ever meeting, um, uh, Mrs. Awoshika or, or, or Mrs. Zakis, like the people who just took, to, you know, just took me in or put me under their wings and said, or, or like a tired or the people who just said that, Hey, what are you doing? How can we, how can we help? You know, what do you need? You know, there've been so many. So I think sometimes it's unfair when people say that, like there's not enough space or women um, don't support each other. Women do support each other. I feel like they just don't talk about that enough. I think maybe out of the one out of 10 times when women don't support each other is what gets the most press, but no one's talking about the nine times where people are like really, really supportive. Like in my career, I've had nothing but women who stand for me all day, who say my names in, in rooms that I'm not even... I'm not even there. I remember I was at a, 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 a conference and Mrs. Awashika was speaking. I hadn't even met her at this time. And she was speaking to an audience of all these women. And she was trying to use an example. And she says, oh, like the owner of Sweet Kiwi, I almost fainted because I was just like, wait, what? She knows my name. And I'm, and I'm just like, well, that means that there are women in, in her circles who are putting forth my name and who are standing for me, who are, who are, are, are speaking of me, even when I'm not in the room you know, who are holding space for me. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the positivity because there's so many instances that I can give you, even in like coming to America and doing the same thing all over. I've had nothing but just like a support system. You know, when I try to get into Whole Foods, the person I pitched to was a, was a woman who had just had a baby. When I, I, before I went to my pitch, I was pregnant. So I'd been tired. I hadn't slept for days. I was really ill. And I almost canceled because I thought, you know, I don't want to mess up. I've been really ill and not, I don't have it together. But I went there and all she saw was this woman who was just trying to keep it together, pregnant. And the whole time we're talking about just like how pregnancy has been and she loved the product as well. And we've just like created this relationship. So there are women, a lot of women out there who are, who are standing in the gap for other women who are kicking down doors and holding it open for other women. I personally, I, I, I don't know any of my friends. Like I say to myself, like if, if I open a door, all my friends are coming in. Like, that's how I am. That's how I operate. Like I'd be talking about, Oh, Hey, do you, do you, do you have PR? Liz does PR. Do you, do you, do you need this? Do you need that? So that's how we, we need to be. And I think that we're already there. I think that sometimes maybe in the same way, like people just don't talk about it enough as much as they talk about the negative things. You know, I think that we're already doing that in the last two, three years of my life. When I went through a lot of um, difficulty, um, it was women who held me up and who, who kept me standing. So I, I, I really don't see that narrative that everybody else sees. And I feel like for those people who, who maybe see that narrative, maybe we just need to kill them with more kindness. And you just need to show them that that's not the way it is because that's what happened to me. Like I had all these women in Nigeria who showed me that, you know, it wasn't that way and it didn't have to be that way. And so I, I, I knew better. And so because I knew better, I started to do better. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm just going to quickly summarize all the things that you said, because I think it's very important, especially for those that are just jo joining in while you are speaking. Um, you started um, 
with the notion that it's the patriarchal um, society that started this notion that women don't support each other. And I think you, <laughs> I think you might actually be right because after all, what do they say? They say we live in a man's world and what other way for women to turn against each other than, you know, certain, certain thoughts to be put into our heads or to be put in, in our midst. So I think you might have that point of it being a, um, a patriarchal society um, issue that's, um, given us this notion that women don't support each other. Um, and, and you also mentioned that women do actually stand for each other, whether we're in a room or we're not in a room. And that we, the only reason why some people think the way they think right now is because we don't talk about it enough. We don't, we don't shed light into the collaborative ways in which women have come together. You also mentioned the point of, you know, um, when you were down, and um, you were going through whatever challenges you were going through, that it, were, it, it was women that lifted you up. And that's the case all around. It's not often the men that truly understands what a woman goes through. It's the women. It's the women that will lift you up. So thank you for mentioning that. Um, you said that we just need to start talking about it. And um, you also mentioned that those that actually think this way, that we should kill them with kindness. And I love that you said that because I think that's the only way we can go forward, killing with kindness. So thank you so much, um, Mrs. Okondro, um, for sharing yours. And hey, Ime, thank you so much for answering my questions. Over to you, Yvonne. Thank you so much. Um, that was so insightful. And like Bukia was kind of making notes and screaming. But um, I have a question. Now, um, one thing I've learned from, from Mrs. Okonjo, I call her LPD. Um, one thing I've learned from being in Iowa was the importance of sisterhood. And, you know, sometimes we shy away from, oh, I don't know whether she's going to judge me or what they're going to think about me. I discovered in being in that network that, we all have this or similar story. So when we you know, became very vulnerable and spoke our truth, we found out that um, you're not going through this alone. Someone else has been through it or so someone else is going through it. And so for the person that has been through that journey, they're there to help you carry you and, and, and walk this journey with you. And that's what's helped me learn to open up more to women uh, and I'm on this mission to just help women be the best that they can be and, you know, and make a stand. You know, we have so much to give. And so we have to use our voice and I'm so for using, using, using my voice and using it very loudly. So three, I have a question and the question is what three pieces of advice would you give to ladies about, first of all, rediscovering themselves finding their purpose and learning how to impact in society. So I will start with you, LPD, please. Wow, Renaissance lady, thank you for that question. And um, in particular, what you said about sisterhood, uh, I, I think it's such an invaluable, um, it's such an invaluable thing to have, you know, um, just, just, just knowing that there'll be people around you um, you know, when you're weak, um, there'll be people, you know, there to hold you up. There'll be people to cheer you on because here's the thing, um, you know, as women, especially as, as female leaders, um, you know, women tend to second guess themselves no matter how accomplished they are. So to have people that you can be vulnerable with, I think it's invaluable. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, many people may not 
recognize or realize, but there's actually something called, um, you know, talk therapy, i.e. having people who can listen to you um, in a non-judgmental way. Also, uh, there's research that has shown that people who have community, which is what a sisterhood is, um, a place of, uh, of safety, a place of trust, a place of cheerleading, a place of celebration, a place of shared pain, and all of that, you know, they tend to thrive better. They tend to live longer. There's been so many, uh, so much research around that area. Now to your question, uh, Renaissance lady, about, you know, how do you discover purpose? How do you um, sort of embark on that journey and then, you know, get to the place of impact? I believe that every human being, there's nobody that is too small that cannot make a difference. There's nobody that's so small or insignificant that cannot serve somebody. So there's this conversation about how do I find purpose? How do you find purpose? When you see something that upsets you, that thing you want to fix, that thing that upsets you and you want to fix it and you actually go ahead and fix it, do it enough and you will walk in purpose. So. If you find something in society that you're always complaining about, perhaps you have a solution for it. So how do you discover purpose? Begin to serve. Begin to serve in the area of your passion. Begin to serve in the area of your pain. If you're, you, you see children, you know, who in court may be vulnerable and you just have this sense that I want to help this child. And before you know it, you're making calls. Before you know it, maybe you're organizing resources for, you know, for vulnerable children or you're setting up some sort of a, a school or academy for them. You are walking in purpose. You can also work in purpose at work. If you see somebody who's hurting and you feel the need, you know, to help them, to me, once you start serving human needs, once you start serving in the area of your passion or pain, you are coming into a place of purpose. And it's just for you to begin to be deliberate and recognize the patterns. That's how I came into my place of purpose. It's seeing women who maybe I felt, you know, um, they were timid or they were not, you know, showing up um, fully um, in any situation. And I would literally, you know, if this was a physical event, you see me actually feel like I'm touching your stomach and wanting to pull it. I literally always had this thing where I wanted to pull a woman's stomach and be like, come on, you know, like, you know, in a sense, by pulling the stomach, it's, it's my way of, of making you feel a little bit of pain. Like I'm pinching you alive in a sense to say, come on, let's do it. You can do it. Right. I'd host, you know, events in my house, you know, um, and when I say events, it could be four people, six people. All it took was to have more than two women in my space. And all I wanted to do was, one, introduce them to each other, i.e. connect them, two, get them to co-create opportunities, three, help them build confidence. So when I started paying attention to these patterns, I realized that I was coming into a very powerful place. So if there's any woman on this call this evening, purpose doesn't require you to travel to Japan or Asia or take off two weeks. Where you are right now, where you feel the most pain, where you feel the most passion, where you feel your heart beat, do something about it. Don't wait. 
if you like talking to young girls to help them build confidence, do that. If you like helping men, you know, get more in tune with, with, with women, do that. Whatever it is. If you want to help Christian, uh, uh, um, you know, families uh, do business better, do it. Whatever we do to serve is us walking in purpose. And now when you talk about impact, to me, impact is you serving powerfully, purposefully. But now here's the thing. I talk about possibilities when you are serving in your place of purpose. And by possibilities, I'm talking about how can we expand this service that we're providing? You know, how can we, how can we make it, you know, be more intentional about it, put some structure around it. So for example, all these times with my friends, you know, Hey, you know, why don't you do this? You know, help them build confidence. But by creating the network, by starting the network, the Inspired Women of Worth, which of course, when I started it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to start this network. It was really more doing it on a bigger sort of basis. And so I invited initially 26 women. It's 10 years later. And now when I look back, I don't need someone to tell me there's been impact. I see one, two, three, 100, 500. I see women whose lives have been influenced, impacted. And some of them you will never know on this side of eternity. Because at the end of the day, impact is not about you counting in regards to your emotions or in regards to your ego. Impact is you showing up purposefully, powerfully, and then doing it with a sense of scale. And by scale, I mean, really, at the end of the day, as human beings, we all want to reach our fullest potential. So if I can reach a thousand women, why would I want to stop at reaching a hundred women? And so at the level of impact, you now start putting structures, you now start being a bit more deliberate, and you now, you know, start also looking for the people who can collaborate with you. And so the journey of the Inspired Women of Worth Network, which I've, I've alluded to a few times this evening, is work that would never have been as impactful as it is today if I was to have done it by myself. But because essentially it was a table that, you know, I created and then moved it to the space of co-creating, collaborating with other women to essentially push this vision ahead. So to summarize and to finalize, um, you know, to just wrap up what I'm saying is one, find your place of pain. Okay. Don't shy away from, for, from pain. When pain has served you in terms of when it has dealt with you, now choose to deal with it. Choose to deal with it. I was diagnosed of breast cancer, what, 14, 15 years ago. I don't remember how many years anymore. And that fear, that the process that I went through, the surgery, the, the difficulties, all of that made me say, I don't want any woman to journey alone in her place of fear or pain. It's one of the things that led to the Inspired Women of Worth Network. So convert your pain into a powerful force. Use it to serve other people. It's what I've continued to do. It's what brought me into the space of purpose. And honestly, if I was to advocate or give any gift to any woman this evening or ever, it will be find your place of service. Convert your pain into power. Pursue the things that bring you alive. The things that give you a sense of joy. And then begin to look for how to scale that by collaborating with other people. Don't be in this thing of me, myself, oh, I did it, I did it, I did it, you know? 
People who want to have impact don't think in terms of I. They think in terms of we. They think in terms of generations. They think in terms of long-lasting beyond them. So I'm done speaking, a Renaissance lady. Hopefully I did some justice to your question. Thank you. Thank you so much, LPD. I was just taking notes and I thought, oh God, before I, I finish the sentence, you've gone on to another one. So the key points I got, um, I'm just going to summarize, was um, basically serve. Serve, serve, serve. You know, serve in the area of your passion and your pain. I think we probably will coin the phrase, just serve. Um, and knowing that servanthood is the key to leadership, that's what I got from this. Um and and also be deliberate, you know, be recognize the pattern. How I phrased it was find your place of pain, which means let your pain become your passion. And that's just how I summarized it in my notes. Um, also possibilities, and I know that, that word so well from you know sessions that we've had in IWAL. Um, we've had to have engagements right about our pain and the possibilities that we can get from describing our pain. So um, how can we expand and create structures? Now, I will say that being in that network has made me connect with women that I will never have been in contact with. And like we still maintain those friendships till now. You know, we can call on each other when we have a, a challenge in life. And it's just transparency. You know, there's no air of graces amongst anyone. They will tell you as it is. And that's what you want. You want people that are able to tell you, you're going through this. You're going to get, you know, get over it. I'm here to walk this journey with you. And we will turn that mess into a message. And that's what's helped me in my journey um, from being involved in IWAL and through life. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, LPD. The same to Ehi. And then we're going to open the floor for questions and for women to also talk about their achievements. Over to you, Ehi. Um, I would say in terms of finding your purpose, I think that comes with also finding your voice. I think deep down inside, we all know that we're called to something because we are, you know, we weren't put on this earth for no reason. Everyone has a calling. Everyone has a purpose. But I think it takes a skill in listening and understanding why you hear, what are my talents? You know, how best can I serve other people? Um, just like Mrs. Okondra said, um, just understanding that or using a, turning an experience that you've had and turning it into a positive one and using that to, to build a better experience for other people. So I think that your purpose comes when you stop thinking about self and you start thinking more about the collective, about how you can use your experience to make life better for other people or how you can contribute the talents that God has given you and use that to bless other people. Um, a lot of times I would say I came into my own purpose just because I, I had a health care like you, you read earlier and I decided to take that. And instead of um, seeing it as a, as a, a, a death sentence or just something I was going to cry about, I thought to do something about it. And in the, in, in the path of doing that, I came across, I just fell in love with food. I fell in love with, with yogurt and all the things I was discovering and all the things I was reading. And, and that, that has taken me on this journey that I could never have imagined when I got started. So it's about just listening and understanding who you are as a person. I think when it comes to women, a lot of the times our voices are so silenced um, that sometimes we don't even know who we are 
or what, what, what the things that we actually want for ourselves. Um, and I think that finding that passion and that purpose, it starts with that, understanding who you are. What do you like? What are you really about? And this is not about what society is telling you that you should want, but what you really want, for example. So I, I think that there's a lot of work to be done there uh, when you're trying to find your purpose, you know. just I think I personally just think that life is just all about that unbecoming, you know, not about becoming something or becoming this purpose it's about unbecoming all the things that you've learned and being in this new purpose of all the things that you can be or all the things that you actually are because everything that you're meant to be and everything that you're meant to do was already put in you from the beginning that that destiny was already putting you that vision that impact that you're meant to make it was already there um it's just about connecting back into who you're meant to be that you start to find out, you know, what that passion is, what that purpose is. Um, so I, I, so I think that journey, the journey that we go on, it's, is not to become something, but to unbecome, to unbecome all the things that we've added along the way, all the, all the crosses and all the things that we've carried that didn't even belong to us in the first place. It's about putting them down and, and picking up the things that were put in us and the things that we were actually sent to do. Um, yeah, I think that's my contribution. I'm done speaking. Thank you so much, Ehi. Um, okay, <laughs> this notepad is um, getting very interesting. So to summarize um, what you said is about listening and understanding self. And this is a journey that I think every woman and every man has have to take in life understand self and it's not about being selfish it's about being selfful society has made it out has made it out that if you talk about yourself or do things it's like you're conceited and you're selfish no it's being selfful you, you have to, if you don't look after yourself then you can't look after anybody else so um learn to know yourself and that's how you find your passion and your purpose you said on becoming so I put that on learning the old you and rediscovering the original you that you were meant to be. Um, connecting back to the original you. One thing I learned from um, um, someone that I absolutely adore, Mars Monroe, and I, I mean, you know, connecting with him through his his books and his and his um, you know um, sessions when he used to come to my church was he always used to say this word: "I want to die empty." I want to die empty. And, you know, at first I thought, you know, the skeptic would be like, why do you want to die empty? But I thought about it myself, you know, it would be a shame to leave this earth and not pour out everything that, that God put inside of you. So, yes, I want to die empty, which means I want to pour out. I have so much inside of me that I thought, like, if I don't, if I go, you know, when I pass on to glory and God opens that door and shows me, the room of things that I could have achieved, I will just slap myself a hundred times. Like, what were you doing wasting time? So learn to be selfful, unlearn the old and we discover the original you that you were meant to be and understanding yourself, know yourself. Because once you know yourself, then you will find so much inside of you to pour into others. So thank you, Ehi, for that. And we are going to, unless Toba and Book, you have any questions? Is it okay for me to open the floor? Flash? Please open the... Yeah, open the floor. Okay, so um, we're going to open the floor. If you have any questions 
for the two ladies. Please come on um, stage. Um, if not, if you have something to share uh, about your achievements and what got you to where you are, please come on stage so you can be celebrated as well. This is about embracing each other as women, what we have given to society. And so the stage is open, everybody. I'm trying to get um, Sheeder on. So yeah, she's, yeah um, I think, yeah, she's Okay, here. she is. Hi, Sheeder, how are you? Welcome. Hello, guys. Hi. And um, happy Women's Day again. Um, Yvonne, thank you for actually bringing me into this room because I wouldn't have loved, I, I'm just happy to be here. And um, I actually just wanted to make a comment, really, so not really a question. And it's to Ehi when she mentioned about how women are the people that actually help other women. And as she spoke, it just dawned on me that when I was going through my own issues about a year and a half ago, it was actually women that rallied around and actually did the unthinkable. So they put my names in rooms, like she said, and it just, they just really still amazed me. And, and when she told that story just now, I actually had to do a lot of, you know, reflection and it's true. We don't really do enough to, um, to tell that part of the story. So um, thank you, Ehi, for sharing that. It definitely um, helped me joust my memory to something that I, I guess I've trivialized. And um, so thank you for that. Thanks. And. And thank yeah. you for coming up. And if I can put it to you, please do a post about it. Thank them. Share it. <laughs> yeah. Let those stories. Thank you. So, yeah, it was um, just people that I didn't even know uh, knew about as soon as they found out, including Uche, Uche Pedro. She, I think she stopped. <sighs> These people just did. They, they outdid themselves. So, yes. And, and it's something that I'll probably talk about more. And um, to Udo, Sister Udo. Udo, how are you? Um, awesome. I'm sure you don't, you don't know this is Sheila. Um, my question to you is um, a, just a general question. Every time I see you or I'm on your Instagram, it's just amazing, amazing, amazing. And it's just how do you even do what you do is my own personal question. So I don't really have... A major question. I don't even know if this is even a comment, really. So that's just on the side. And then the secondly is you mentioned something about um, uh, the subtle art, should I say, of um, women competing and collaborating. For me, that's something of interest. I'd like for you, if there's time today, for, or at any point in time, for you to talk about you know that subtlety and that you know, awareness that we need to have as women in as much as we're trying to, you know, call, uh, you know, pull ourselves up together. There's still that, like, again, that subtlety of balancing uh, the, the collaboration along with com com competition. So, so that's um, something that um, you can probably, you know, expand if, if, you, if you can. Uh, thanks, Shida, for, for, for those comments. How do I do it? Um, I, I'm assuming you're referring to the energy or the ability energy, to show up. Energy, you have that that place, <laughs> wine, fine and country going on. The beautiful estate, by the way. And then you 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 you're just all over. I can't. I just need you to tell me today here how you do it. Okay, so that's a very important question. I get asked all the time. And here's the thing: I don't do it all. That's the truth. 
So when you see me show up or wherever I show up, like here, right? Um, you know, I chose to show up here. And if I show up here, even if it's for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to speak and share and, you know, operate as though this is my last time ever, right? Um, because for me to have accepted to be here, it's because I wanted to be here. And so there's no half, you know, um, half-hearted attempts at anything. So I say a lot more no's. I don't know if you were here at the beginning when we started, when I was referring to, when I was talking about, you know, um, just in terms of time and how is women, super women, all of that stuff. March is such a busy month. I've been very deliberate. You know, I've said more no's than I've said yeses this month, right? Including to corporates, you know, including even paid uh, opportunities because you are choosing the things that are in full alignment with your highest vision. That is it for me. So if you see me showing up in Instagram, it's because it's in line with a service that I want to render. It's in line with my, my sense of purpose and passion and all of that. You know, business, the same thing. I've structured my business in such a way that I serve, you know, what I refer to as refined investors, astute investors, discerning, you know, people who are operating in society at a certain level and, you know, um, I can work with them and serve them in a way that's in alignment with our core values as a company, but also as, as, a, as an individual. So I wouldn't want to work with people who don't respect my time, who don't value the service that we provide, that sort of thing. I talked about choice at the beginning of, of this uh, conversation. And many women don't understand the power of choice because most times we're operating from maybe like a need-based or we're going with the script that has been written for us or we're mothers. So we kill ourselves as mothers and we function as mothers day in, day out. Well, guess what? There's sometimes I'm not functioning as a mother, right? There's sometimes I'm functioning as, as a mentor. There are times I'm fun functioning as a friend, right? And so I can't be all of these things at the same level delivering 100%. It's just not possible because I'm not superhuman. Even though I have division, on the inside of me. I'm not God, right? So I can't be everywhere and do everything. So I'm very, very intentional about the things that I do. And when I choose the things that I do, I show up fully 1000%. So that's as far as that is concerned. Having said that, I just, you know, I'm over 50 and something's been happening to me lately where I kind of sometimes lose my train of thought. So the second question, which was your main question, please remind me. <laughs> That that was it, and I talked about um, <laughs> um, the, the, if you would tell me your take on uh, yes, the competition, competition and collaboration. yes, because yes, you mentioned that. I think that's when I yeah. So that's something that I thought would benefit me at yes. least. So yes, yes, I think it'll benefit a lot of people actually. Because here's the thing, and um, we we're all talking about this whole you know women. Uh, helping each other, completing each other and not competing. And I just said that I believe in collaboration and that's what we, we teach. And I, and I also say that if you know yourself, if you're a powerful force, then the natural response or next step to you, to you discovering how powerful you are is that you actually want to share and spread that power. But here's the thing. In wanting to collaborate, the, the real world, okay, has competition, business, wh however you want to call it, 
it's the real life is competition. That's why when you have kids go to these types of schools where, oh, there's no grading, there's no whatever. Whereas when you go for a job opportunity, they're going to choose one person over the other. So the sooner as women, we understand that. And of course we understand that because that we, we're all in business, right? But if we carry on this language without understanding how to contextualize it such that, you know, there are scenarios where it's, you know, you're complimenting, you're collaborating, but there are scenarios where if the opportunities for us to present, that is competition. And if we don't recognize it and call it what it is, then there's a sense in which we can lose the respect in quote of the market. There's a time and a place for everything. Now, that said, the question is, what are your rules of engagement when competing? So, I mean, I don't think we have enough time to go into, you know, um, those types of details or the context that I'm referring to. But at least I just want to make it clear that as women, as we continue to, as it were, build, especially since we're, you know, talking International Women's Day or International or actually Women's Month for the whole month, I think it's important for women to recognize that we mean business, you know, and if we mean business, there's business language. And even though in the business world, we're now saying, you know, um, collaboration rather than competition, the truth is there will always be competition. It is what drives the market. It is what creates markets. There are always opportunities. In some cases, you will not be the best for those opportunities. And it's okay. And if you're not, be confident enough, understand enough of your power to recognize that some other opportunities you will be best suited. Because if we don't fix that thinking and we apply it in the wrong context, what can then happen is where you then see, you know, women um, acting or throwing tantrums when they're in a competition scenario, but they're expecting, as it were, you know, almost like to be pampered or chair-led you know, to get chair leading. I hope that that sort of gives you the context in which I, you know, I was, I was bringing that up. I think it's important, obviously we're adults and we know we're not in kindergarten where they give everybody a five star, you know, just so they feel good. Women tend to struggle from fragile, um, you know, self-esteem. And I feel that this concept of competition versus collaboration, if we don't understand it and apply it properly, we can actually get misled. So that's the context in which I said that. Thank you. I'm done speaking. Thank you so much, though. And um, that's it for me, um, Yvonne. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shida. Um, I hope, well, I guess the rest of you have been blessed by that. But if you have any questions that you want to ask our speakers, or if you want to share your story, please come on stage. And yeah, we're here. I mean, you know, today's International Women's Day. We need to celebrate each other. I see a lot of you strong women. I don't want to call names because I feel that you should come up and tell your story yourself. I don't want to kind of um, egg you on. So um, if you have anything to say, please come on stage, ask questions, share your story. You know, let us be impacted by your story. Thank you. We can have more than four on stage. It's okay. We've got enough space to take the whole house if you want. Hi, Linda. How are you doing? Welcome to the stage and happy International Women's Day. Um, hi, Yvonne. Good evening. Well, um, happy International Women's Day. Hi, Thanks Linda. On the stage. Um, hi, Abi. How are you doing? Hi, Dr. Odoi. Hi, Abi. And hi, Shida. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, I'm sure Yvonne was referring to me uh, when she said that. Uh, but, no um, comment. 
I've just been really listening, Dr. Odo and Ehi, and I'm just so in awe of everything that you have said today. I feel like you guys were speaking to me. And um, I don't want to get emotional again like I did yesterday, but um, I am a business owner. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm an adult in Liberland. So I'm overwhelmed. Um, and I didn't know how overwhelmed I was until yesterday we were having just like a really basic conversation, you know, um, just about, you know, child rearing and everything. And I just had the biggest meltdown I could ever have because I just realized that I was overwhelmed. My life was overwhelmed. Um, I'm blessed with good health, but I just realized for the very first time that I was dealing with like serious um, I wouldn't call it mental health issues because you know it's not mental health. But I was dealing with so many emotional problems that I've been sitting on. I've been, you know, just laughing about, and I've been um, just ignoring because. But I, I was just expected to just go on, just continue to go on. Uh, my father passed uh, about three, four years ago, uh, single-handedly. Well, with my little brother and my husband, sent his body home and had. Uh, this huge barrier for him as a chief and a, a knight in St. John's and I just took over my family even though I had uh, older brothers I took, uh, an older brother, I took over my family since then. Aside from our immediate, immediate young family with kids and my business and for the very first time I just realized that I'm tired I don't want to do it. From, as a matter of fact I've been ignoring my mother's calls all day, I told Yvonne because I, I feel like I just inherited another child uh, with my dad passing off my mom which is not fair to her because she lived such a sheltered life with my, with my dad that I just got another older baby that was very, very demanding. So I, I found out for the very first time that my life was literally, if I didn't take care of myself, that I was going to probably break down and my kids would lose their mother and my husband, his wife. So I, I feel like, and Dr. Odo, you've just been speaking every day about intentionally taking time for yourself, just dealing with yourself, just taking on businesses and jobs and just clients who who remember that you have a life, who remember that you it's your time, your time should be, and I never did that. I gave everybody my time, I gave everybody my life, I gave everybody my energy, positive, negative, everything. So I, I really, I really, really am appreciative of everything that you, you guys have said today. Um, I'm, I'm thankful. And I, I think I'm going to take so much away from this. From this, I, I appreciate you guys, AB, Yvonne, for doing this, and I'm very thankful. My name is Linda Nyeso, and I'm done speaking. Thank you. Do you mind if I just uh, say something to Linda? No, please yeah. say. Go on. Okay, so Linda, thanks for uh, for the honorary doctorate degree or uh, that you just gave me because you've been calling me Doctor Odo. I was wondering what you thought. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Claim it. <laughs> Claim it. So, so that's that's um that's you know that's an instruction or let, let me let me give me some let me give me some medical you give me some medical healing today. It was, it was medical, it was fast, you know. Really. So here's the thing. I actually started my doctorate degree like twenty four years ago and I still haven't completed it and I'm not joking. So that's here. That here. we don't we don't always we're not you know, so when we see people, we shouldn't assume that they have it all, you know, and that they've done everything. But back to you, Linda, um, you know, just listening to you, I'm just so grateful that I accepted to be here. Um, 
you know, matter how, how short the notice was, obviously, you know, um, Renaissance lady is a special uh, person to me. And also the cause, you know, that, that this evening is all about, you know, and it's women like you um, that keeps us all talking, right? You know, for all of us, you know, because what you just described is something that is happening, especially to high achieving women. You know, we have this sense of responsibility and we want to serve. We serve our families. We serve the world. We serve at work. I just looked at your profile where you were, while you were speaking. You're a beauty entrepreneur, business developer, real estate investor, all of that, you know, stuff. You know, so powerful. And so sometimes we don't realize when to stop or where to stop. You know, and I'm so glad to hear you say, and this is what we were saying earlier when she asked the question, I think it was AB, what makes you proud to be a woman? And, you know, I shared... What makes me proud to be a woman is exactly what you've just described now, which is that you, this powerful woman who is serving people, you are vulnerable enough to get to the place where you know it's enough. And so you're putting the brakes on anything that is going to break you down. And I just want to encourage you to please, 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 please prioritize yourself. It's a very thin line from being strong to breaking down. Please prioritize yourself. If you have to cut off your mom for a week, she will leave. Trust me. She will leave. She'll be fine. Or figure out a way to send her messages that gives her the nurturing or whatever she needs, but prioritize yourself. You cannot serve from an empty tank. You can't. So I just pray that, you know, you, as you've received, you know, over the days, you know, obviously you were listening yesterday and uh, an incident may have happened. You've heard again today. Um, take that as your call to action to reinvent how you serve, because ultimately you have to be thriving for you to actually serve other people well and properly and not become a poisonous well. You know, and sometimes we can get there, you know, so I'm really glad to just hear that, you know, you've gotten that realization and you're going to be on that path when, if you need to talk, please, you know, pop me a DM. I'm happy to have a further chat, you know, because sometimes we just need to hold somebody's hands and say, you know, you'll be fine, you know, and you're doing great or whatever it is, you know, once again, thank you for the doctorate degree. I receive it with Thanksgiving. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I'll definitely be popping into your email. Your DM and you too. Thank you guys. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Uh, um, it's nice to meet you, Linda. Um, just exactly like Mrs. O'Con just said, it's so important to take care of yourself. Um, that's something that I had to learn the hard way because I'm so um I was so used to just working and having all these goals. And I would tell myself, you know, when you're done with this one, then you rest. And then before that one is done, something else comes. And you know, and there's always another mountain and there's always another another goal and so I, I was never really in, into self-care I really didn't understand what that really meant you know so but now I'm doing so much better with that and it's okay to even say that you know you struggle with mental mental issues or or you just kind of struggled mentally I'm not afraid to speak on that at all I'm very um, vocal about it because I think that when it comes to entrepreneurship uh, and managing all the things in your life, you know, women should be able to speak and say, hey, I struggled during, during this time or I went through this. You know, there's no shame in it. You know, the, I think the more we can speak on it, the more we can get help for it instead of just acting like, you know, we're tough 
and we're strong and we're just pushing through things and burying them under and burying them under and not really taking time to heal ourselves and, and get strong enough, like Mrs. Okun just said, and not be a poison well. Um, because we're not doing what we're supposed to do and we're not taking care of ourselves. So um, I, I definitely tell everyone, please take care of yourself. Please speak to someone if you need to speak to someone. Um, don't don't die in silence. Don't, you know, be going through pain and be quiet about it. There's so many people who want to love on you, who want to support you. Um, but you just need to speak up and, and let us know that you're struggling. You just need to, to share that, you know, you're going through something. So these days I'm very intentional about self-care i actually put it on my calendar the same way i schedule meetings you know and i'm very intentional about drawing boundaries not only with people but also with work and saying that this is my time for self-care don't call me within this time or don't reach out to me within this time you know one thing that 2020 taught me is that you know things can are okay the things that we think will fall apart will actually stand you know, I was, I, I was here and thinking, oh, my business in Nigeria, my business in Nigeria, you know, there's COVID, we can't travel, what, what's going to happen, it's going to fall apart, guess what, it stood, you know, so even the things that you think will fall apart, they will stand, but you have to care for yourself first, you come first, because without you, everything else is just nothing, so you need to, to know that it's okay to take time. To, to seek for help or to care for yourself or or just take away um there's a an app i use it's called inside timer it's really good it has like very great free meditations you know i'm so intentional about doing that in the morning or doing that at night and, and just really protecting my mental space and what i allow into my space you know and and like i said drawing boundaries even with work even with people even with my spouse even my my one year old you know, and, and understanding that I need to care for myself. So thank you for being brave and, and for sharing that. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I know that you're going to, you're, you're going to keep doing amazing things. Um, I'm done speaking. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ahi. Thank you so much, LPD. I'm just taking the time and I know LPD, I gave you short notice and thank you so much again, um, Big Sister, for doing this for me. I know you have to leave at 10.30. So uh, are there any parting words you want to kind of um, give the house um, before you dash off? Right. So once again, uh, thank you so much, uh, Renaissance uh, Lady. Thank you, AB. Um, thanks to the Noble Faculty Podcast. Um, you know, we're celebrating International Women's Day. And um, for me, the question has just been, you know, I was looking at this um, research that says, you know, it was the World Economic Forum. And they had predicted in 2014, I think it was, that it would take until... Um, 2133, year 2133, to achieve global gender parity, right? So I've just been reflecting on that, you know, that, you know, if we as women don't go back to that place of understanding the place of the, the power that we have within, and that, you know, if you wait for power to be given to you, in a sense, um, that power can be taken away. So I've just been sharing a lot around, you know, this power of agency. Like, do we really want to wait until 2133? First of all, will we be alive by then? Even if it were to take 50 years, how many of us, you know, have 50 years? And so I just want to leave all of us with the idea 
of what, you know, just thinking about, you know, the choose to challenge, that as we choose to challenge on behalf of all the vulnerable women all over the world, um, and even in our own society and in our own environment, that the question is with regards to us, everybody who is here this evening, um, do you want to be the person who designs your own possibilities? Do you want to be the woman who recognizes that she already has the power to create her seat, to bring value to the table, to not wait for anything to be created for her, but rather choose to be the one who is creating these tables, these proverbial tables that we're talking about. We are the architects of society. We bring value. And it's important that we begin to recognize that that value starts with us recognizing how powerful we are and being deliberate to identify our specific unique value in any context, whether you're working for an organization, whether you're running your business, whether you're sitting on a board, whether you're, you're sitting at the family dining table or kitchen table, you have agency, you have choice, you have responsibility, you have ability, you have capacity. And now is the time to take action that demonstrates that. We're not victims looking for handouts. We're not victims sitting on the sidelines waiting for power to be given to us. We have what it takes, but it starts first by challenging ourselves. Challenging ourselves to, first of all, clarify our personal and highest vision in life. And then following it that up with knowing what our values are. And then the third thing is to ensure that we deploy our voice. We must be heard. There is no such thing as a silent power person. So that's really what I, I'd like to leave us with that, you know, we have the power within and that if we're able to come on Clubhouse, if we're on Instagram, if we have a job, if we've been to school, we have the power to contribute to changing this narrative, to bridging this gap. Let's be part of the solution and let's not be the ones that they're trying to bridge the gap uh, for and on behalf. That's me done for today. Thank you so much, AB. Um, I really enjoyed being here. Thank you, uh, Renaissance Lady. Um, Linda, it was nice listening to you and, and meeting you. Shida, awesome to see you. Ehi, amazing. Definitely want to connect, um, you know, uh, with you. Doing great stuff. Congratulations. Thank you once Thank again, everyone. Thank you so much, LPD. Um, okay, well, yeah. Thank you. Uh, it, that means a lot to me. Thank you so much. And I hope everyone was blessed. And I hope you were blessed from hearing people's um, stories as well. So thank you. Um, Ehi, thank you so much. I don't know how how, how, long, how much time do we have? Um, no, it's, 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 yeah, we're done. But we've got Z on. Z came we've up. We've got Z, yes. And I know. Um, um, yeah, over to you, Yvonne. Over. Oh, no. Um, Z, what, did, you, what, did you have any questions? Um, well, not really, not a question. I just wanted to um, talk about your just, achievements. Yes, like that. yes, please. Yeah, just, the platform is open. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, just uh, very quickly. So uh, I'm a single mom and I am that person. I don't even know where I get the energy from, but 
<laughs> I have so much energy and I don't ever give up a goal that I really want to do. So if I really want to do something, uh, it doesn't matter how many times I fail that thing, I'm going to keep going. So uh, one of the major examples that I have is uh, my board exam to become a registered dietitian. So when I did the internship for the dietitian, I was the only black person in the class. We were 16. And um, after the internship, they all took the exam. We all did. I was the only one that did not pass at the first attempt. Um, I didn't pass this exam until the third year after the internship. And this is like seven times. Uh, I did it seven times. And when I finally passed it, uh, I emailed my the program director and she said, oh my God, Z, thank you so much for not giving up. That she was so afraid that I was going to give up. I was like, no, I would never give up on things like that. That it's, it's something that I really want. Um, and I, I don't ever give up on that. Uh, and this is like in t 2016. And since then, it's been amazing, amazing, and amazing. Uh, I know for sure that sometimes God don't give you what you think you want at the time. And I think me not passing the exam was just a very good example of that. Because right after passing the exam, one of my goals was to get the federal, uh, was to work with the U.S. Army, the federal government, the U.S. federal government. And right after that, I applied for a position and I got it, I think it was like within two weeks. It was weird, it was strange and all of that. Now, this same type of position, I have been applying for like seven years and I didn't get it. But right after the exam, I applied, uh, got it after like two weeks. And I had to move from New York City to, to Georgia. And since then, it's been a roller coaster of greatness. Uh, right now, I'm at, I just started another job in, in the last two months as an assistant chief. I also consult for nursing homes. I also do inpatient dietitian. So it's really, really crazy. I have a very, very busy schedule. But at the same time, uh, one thing that I'm very good at is time management. I want to get something done, I will get it done and not waste one minute. I hate people wasting my time. If I give you an appointment for five o'clock, I will give you five or five. If you're not there, I am gone because I have, we all have 24 hours and I don't like to waste my own time. Uh, the other side of it, the blessing to this is that I have been very, very much opportuned to many men and women uh i get that call hazy i need you to help me uh just to advise me on what to do i've done this thing too many times i really want it what do you think i should do uh, some of them in the dietitian line and some of them not dietitian so but i really do give a lot of time out to help other people Another thing that I make sure that I do, no matter how busy I am, I get that 30 minutes mental break. I go out and take a walk outside. Uh, just mental break, just to air out, just to relax and, 
and talk to God and, and just talk to myself, feel myself and get happy and all of that before coming back to it. So I, it's really, really, it's been great. Sometimes I really get very tired. And when I do get tired, I get some rest. Uh, surprisingly, uh, being on this app has been one reason why I don't sleep early these days. I mean, since I've been on here. Uh, but usually my bedtime, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, because I start my day at 4 in the morning. My day starts at 4 in the morning, praying, meditation, and things like that. And then getting on the computer to do the consultant job that I have. So, I mean, that's just a little bit of me that I wanted to share. And uh, I really wish everybody the best. Uh, I know it's not easy, but just keep pushing. If you have that goal that you want to achieve, don't give up. It doesn't matter. Just keep going at it it would come to pass and when it eventually come to pass you realize that you didn't need it at the time that you actually wanted it you god made it happen when he he wanted to make it happen so that's just a little bit that i have to share thank you so much thank you so much z for sharing your story and um again you know showing how how strong you are and knowing that, you know, once you put God you know, in the midst of, of your journey, it, it will all turn out for good. Um, so thank you so much. Um, Buki and Toba, is it time? Yeah, I just want to say. I could talk for heaven. So Toba, Toba should talk. But I just want to say this has been amazing, honestly. Like, I took so much notes about things. Yeah, there are things that I know, but just to hear someone else talk about it from a different perspective and to kind of ginger me up to appreciate who I am, what I am and what I'm capable of doing and uh, just reinstating the core value of all of us just celebrating one another. It would have been so cool if we had the time to, and I'm sure we'll probably get opportunity in future in, in our next couple of um, um, sessions where we can truly get opportunity to just truly celebrate one another. But yes, I've thoroughly enjoyed um, um, the, um, um, I can't remember, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed her coming in. I've loved um, Hayme being here as well. And Linda and Z and Sheila, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. So, Toba, before you go, Ehi, do you have any parting words for us, um, advice for us? And then we'll pass it over to Toba to close the room and give the dates of the next sessions. So, over to you, Ehi. Um, yeah, um, parting words. I, I think it's just, like I always say, my parting word is always just to be relentless in the pursuit of whatever sets your soul on fire. Um, don't let anyone drown out your voice be be ready at all times to speak your truth i know it's not as easy as it sounds it's something that's taking me a while or a place that's taking me a while to get to just being more honest about my truths and sharing it not letting people drown out my voice or tell my own story um and you know just being able to tell my own story myself um and being brave enough to do that um without any fear um, yeah, so that, that's what I'll say. Just go after what you want and don't care what people say, what people think. Trust yourself, trust your instincts. 
um, God gave them to us for a reason. You know, trust yourself, trust your gut. You know, you're never wrong. You know what's good for you. You know what's right for you. So trust that and don't let anyone invalidate your experience. That's it for me. I'm I'm gonna jump off now because I have a meeting coming up at at um, in thirty minutes. But thank yes. you so much for for having this space for holding this room. Um, happy International Women's Day to all of you, to all the beautiful women. I'm so excited when I see women doing phenomenal things. Um, I love celebrating women. I love just you know w- women who get down in in, in it and and do the work and are contributing every day to making the world a better place and contributing so many amazing things to our societies and being the mothers and being the nurturers of our societies. So um, kudos to all of you in everything that you're doing, big or small, you're all, you know, amazing in your own way. And I'm sure that you're all making impact in your own way. Um, like Mrs. Mrs. Um, Okonja said earlier, you know, you don't have to be doing things on a major stage for you to be making impact. Like even the small things, like even just being a friend, being a sister or listening to someone talk or just being there for someone, you're making a difference, you know? Um, so I just want to say thank you again. Um, thank thank you, you for letting me share my story. Thank you for letting me be here. And I wish you guys just the best women's day. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, Ihi. Thank you so much for even, you know, accepting to speak at short notice as well. So thank you so much for that. And um, Toba, over to you to close off the room. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very, very much to Ahime and Mrs. Okonjo. Can I just say, um, one of the reasons why I, I really want to to do these uh, rooms was because I feel like we don't hear enough about what women do or what women go through or their journeys or their victories. But I have to say, I did not know what to expect from today. And I was floored. I was so overwhelmed with what I was hearing. I couldn't even come up and ask a question. And that was why I was quiet. I just felt like you didn't need to hear my voice at that moment. What I was hearing was more than enough. So thank you very much again to all the people who came on stage as well. Linda, Z, Sheila, thank you very much. And to my wonderful sisters, I wouldn't be able to do this without you. I want to celebrate your achievement. AB and Renaissance Lady, you guys made this happen. Thank you very much for holding this space with me. I really appreciate that. We do have a series of other rooms coming up. We have Women in STEM coming up next. I believe that's March the 11th. Then we would have uh, March the 13th. We'll have, oh, interesting one, Intimacy, Sensuality and Liberation. And then we'd also have Women in Arts. We have Women in Business and also Work-Life Balance. That's another interesting one. So please follow all the mods on stage so that whenever we schedule any of these rooms, you will get the notification. If you've enjoyed any of the rooms we've had so far, this is just the beginning, right? So it's going to get even better. And as I said, we are celebrating women, not just today, but for the whole month. We are dedicating March to all the women of the world, all the women that we appreciate, all the women who keep us going. So thank you very, very much for being you. I celebrate you. Happy International Women's Day. All the best. Just listen to the Noble Faculty Podcast.
You have just listened to the Noble Faculty Podcast.